Hello from the back of my car. <laughs> I am here uh, in Tofino, British Columbia, and I really, really, really wanted to share the revelations of a call that I just had. Welcome. If you're just jumping on right now, give me a hashtag replay if you're watching the replay. This is a very intimate setting in the back seat of my car, you and me in the back seat of my car. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome if you're brand new to the community. Um, my name is Dr. Nima Romani. I've been a chiropractor for the last 20 years, intrigued by the fact that relationship breakdowns and unresolved trauma and grief within relationships in particular spill over to your health and well-being. So if you're dealing with chronic illness, chronic pain, and you've gone to all the doctors, this is the final kind of um, missing piece, what I've observed. And when I discovered this in my practice, I had been practicing for about 15 years, I slowly started to create workshops and teach people the fundamentals of nervous system regulation, self-regulation, and co-regulation within relationships. Healing relationship wounds, healing our emotional injuries because they very much impact our physical. What's up, Leslie? How you doing? Let me know, first of all, where you're signing in from because this is going to be a very... Uh, hot topic. I really want to share this with you. Uh, Leslie, this is going to be very interesting to you as well. You knowing my history as well in within uh, toxic relationships. Basically, I had been unknowingly, and I don't like to use the word, but I use the word toxic relationship because everybody understands. Most people have been in one. Uh, usually based on a trauma bond, based on an unresolved wound, you get involved in extremely highs, high highs and low lows, lots of arguing, you're, you know, two little children battling one another, and extremely high highs as well, usually passionate as well, becomes toxic. And I was in the midst of that. And going through my healing journey, personally, my number one goal in life couple of years ago was I don't care whatever distance I have to travel whatever price I have to pay I want to create a healthy secure relationship that's all I care about and I stopped distracting myself by helping other people becoming Dr. Nima all that shit I put it aside and then I just went inside and really learned about attachment trauma I really learned about nervous system regulation. I really learned about why I was falling into the exact same patterns with different relationships. And each one was getting a little bit more toxic, as you say. And the last explosion uh, kind of woke me up to kind of look at myself and take a break from doing anything else except healing my attachment wounds. Unknowingly, I came up with a methodology that I refined added to my method to help heal attachment traumas and change relationship dynamics, especially people who are divorced, separated, separating, wondering should I stay or should I go. I love educating people on how to just stop looking and blaming the other person. Look at what they do. They do this. They're gaslighting me. They're narcissists. They're this, this. Just stop with the magnifying glass and pick up a mirror instead. And so helping a lot of people, especially women who are in these codependent, toxic codependent cycles, 
been able to see some huge revelations. So I wanted to share the top 20 traits that you can look out for if this is you. This happens both men and women, but we hear a lot about the toxic masculine. You hear a lot of people when they're talking about the narcissist, they're pointing fingers and they're blaming somebody else and they're playing victim to that. These are the people that I want to, you know, this is what I wanted to highlight and really give you some, some insight so that you now can have kind of like a window of changing the dynamic with inside, inside of you. And then outside, you'll be able to heal relationships. And so the, all of our trainings, programs and everything are geared towards not couples counseling or sorting, you know, the other person out fixing them or solving them it's about healing you and so the first thing I wanted to share was that in the talk in the narcissist codependent dynamic have you ever been in one of those let me know in the comment section write down yes I have uh, were you the narcissist or were you the codependent if you can be honest in our community we're very open about talking about these things we don't have uh, we don't you know bring shame to it it's just you know just the truth R really it's just really what the truth is so let me know in the in the comment section have you ever found yourself in one of these codependent cycles this is for you I want you to know something here you probably haven't heard this elsewhere you might have if they've been uh, pretty advanced and trauma-informed is that the narcissist and the codependent are two sides to the same coin the co the narcissist is a covert codependent in other words they definitely need an external validation by this one person you know it's like you need to be with me uh, you the Sun and the moon should rise and set with me in my marriage that's where how I showed up for sure uh, when she turned around and wanted to do her own thing I was like wait a second that's not what I signed up for and I ended up getting a divorce I ended up leaving I totally not learning my lesson went into one relationship after another playing that same role until finally I, I did uh, I healed those attachment traumas and was able to kind of see it and now I'm so blessed to be able to help people specifically in that limbo space should I stay or should I go um, to help kind of help them resolve that so the first first thing is to understand that narcissist is a, is, a, is a closet codependent and the codependent is a covert narcissist I'm going to share share with you how that happens now we talk about the toxic shadow is when somebody had becomes toxic or their shadow feminine shadow masculine well these terms you're gonna hear a lot in pop psychology it just means coming from a wound it just means acting unconsciously from a wounded place and we all whether you're in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s you actually are a wounded child walking in an adult's body we all are we haven't resolved those uh, attachment wounds from childhood we will unknowingly show up not through no fault of your own through no not blaming yourself or anybody but unconsciously showing up from these wounds and until we address the root cause we are going to go from one relationship to another following the same pattern and those patterns come from unresolved grief and trauma from childhood it's in your body no amount of psychotherapy or intellectualizing or willpower stops you from when you get triggered 
behaving in these ways. I really want to help you identify the two types of shadow and specifically for women. We all know uh, what happens in the shadow masculine, the Me Too movement, the, uh, you know, the uh, child trafficking and all of this stuff. It's been well documented, but we don't talk a lot about the shadow feminine. Um, and the toxic feminine and I really want to help you uh, just get some insight on the behavior and what unconscious behaviors that show up and what you can do about it so I made some notes right here so um, being toxic when you're toxic to a man really boils down to objectifying him and and basically using and objectifying this is covert narcissism this is what happens you've all had the experience of being used by someone this is how women or the feminine will unknowingly do the same uh, becoming increasingly self-absorbed and concerned with your own self-preservation usually you gotta understand please get this this happens when we are in survival mode when you're in your toxic masculine toxic feminine whatever this is happens when you're in survival mode so you don't feel safe in your body there is a anxiety going on it's a it's a response to anxiety so when you get into your shadow feminine what happens is you parentify the man he becomes like a surrogate father he's got to be you know like responsible for your emotions my last relationship she showed up when she showed up in her shadow feminine she showed up in in that way is like she kept saying fix it fix my emotions it's kind of like they call it the emotional tampon you know like um, you know he 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 is responsible for fixing that you know this is when your shadow feminine when you're parentifying your man he's like a father you know it's like a surrogate daddy you know daddy seeker or you could be in the shadow masculine as a woman in the toxic masculine shadow masculine where you're mothering him it's basically like I'm gonna destroy your sense of agency your choice so that you need me you depend on me and I remain in control it's a form of control that's when you get into your toxic shadow uh, masculine when you're a woman when you get into your shadow feminine you are parentifying He's like you need to be responsible for my uh, behavior in, in other words I'm gonna merge and merge and destroy any boundaries between the two of us so that we are one and you know we're not separate beings until I can use you as my source of 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 nourishment and you can rescue me from my uh, from from carrying all of this pain I'm gonna plug into you and use you so you gotta be careful when you're um, needing so needy of the man to rob to, to to remove you of your pain it's basically anytime your toxic behavior is when we're leading with our wounding and so like again again narcissism and codependency are two sides to the same coin and it's basically when we when we're leading with our ego so this is we all have this we all kind of need external validation I like it I love it when people like me I love it when a client says thank you you've changed my life I love making an impact I love it when my wife says I you know I really admire you like we all have that there's you know we all have it. it the problem is is when that ego drives the bus and now you're in this unconscious cycle that's when the problems happen and so when a woman when you uh, basically identify as the victim use your fragility and your victimhood as your identity you're leading from the shadow feminine
when you are leading with this victim as your identity victimhood as your identity you you have unhealed wounds and i'm not saying bad things didn't happen to you i'm not saying you deserved it i'm not saying get over it i'm just saying when you are seeing somebody and they're leading with their victimhood that's a sign that you're in your in your kind of toxic shadow feminine so here's 20 behaviors i'm just going to list them up one one by one so that you can spot shadow feminine kind of covert narcissistic behavior um am i an uber driver hey d no i'm not this is actually this is my car i'm just uh let me just actually show you um there is i'm at my tofino uh, airbnb we are just about to uh this kind of my wife and I's last trip before the baby and then we I don't know when when else I'm going to be able to have another we're going to go on a trip together because you know all hell breaks loose where she's due on October the 3rd so this is kind of our last little trip and it's of course it's a working working trip for me I'm constantly um, I can work from anywhere so I'm glad you're here Leslie and Dee I love you both um, number one sign when you feel entitled, when you're feeling or acting entitled to his money, time, and attention, uh, usually comes out very early on when he doesn't respond to your texts. You know, you get really angry or reactive when he doesn't respond to you right away. Signs you might be a redneck. You know how Jeff Foxworthy says, signs you might be a redneck. You might be in your shadow feminine when you feel entitled so pay attention let me know if you if anyone who's watching wants to call themselves out and say yeah i do that i would give you mad respect because we all this is about dissolving shame so if you can own it that's the first step to healing it number two a lack of awareness and appreciation for the value that he provides constantly criticizing him blaming nitpicking nothing he does is ever right or ever good enough if you're noticing that or you're getting that feedback from him chances are you're in your shadow feminine um, number three not respecting his boundaries or violating his boundaries where he says please give me space this was me in my last relationship I just need space please get out of my face coming coming in and so it was just and then it would just it would just fucking explode you know I'm like begging for space and then she would run right in my face like I didn't I'm just letting you know, I, I did not respond very well to it I that drove me further into my wound acting from my toxic masculine number four when you manage his schedule so that you feel like you have taking ownership of his time this kind of need for control is another sign of when your toxic feminine is out I'm gonna share with you what you can do about that so for example he goes out with his friends and you get really pissed you're livid because he didn't give you like three days notice it was just like he just did it the next day boom you know that you're acting from a wound right um, you know it's like he, he constantly he needs permission these are signs for you to look at uh, you're 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 not being led from your awakened inner parent you're actually being led from your wounded child number five is strategically strategically withholding affection and sex let me say that again when you strategically well I'm not gonna give it up because of so-and-so you're in your shadow feminine 
this is covert narcissism happening. I'm not saying you should just give it up every time. No, I'm just saying when you're being strategic and manipulative about it, you're not leading as your functional adult self. This is acting from a wound. You're getting triggered. You're probably going to trigger him and his toxic masculine. And here goes this beautiful fucking dance. <laughs> I lived it, so I understand. Uh, number six. Here's a big one. I see this. Ooh, it breaks my heart when I see this. When you undermine him in public. For example, making jokes at his expense in front of others or, you know, making him look foolish in front of his friends and family and coworkers. Let me know if you do that. Jen, I know you used to do that. Not so much now. You've now we've been working with you for a while. You have like literally been dissolving that toxic feminine and your functional adult has been coming up. And it's been amazing to see. Jen got on a call with uh, with me and her husband. She's like, my husband's never going to go for this. He's never going to let me do uh, your programs or anything like that. I got on a call with him, and he was like, let's do this. And he's absolutely thrilled, if I could share, with the results so far. It's a work in progress. There's no finish line, but he's pretty pretty uh, stoked about it. It's, it's really great to see that, Jen. So when you notice... Um, when you notice that uh, you are undermining him in public, that's a good sign. Number seven is when you resent his happiness when it comes from sources of people that aren't you. When other people bring him happiness and you react to it and you resent him for it, that's a sign from your shadow, wounded, feminine, toxic feminine, covert narcissism showing up. Wise for you to look at it. We all have it. I'm not blaming you. I'm just... Think, notice, be able to call that out. Number eight, belittling his hobbies. Oh, you and your fishing, you and your golf, you and your fucking golf. One of the clients we're working with, his wife is really hardcore about that golf trip, and she just categorically ticks off all of those things that are happening um, and, and is extremely gets triggered and belittles his hobbies and interests to ice in order to isolate him from his truth okay and to undermine his sense of self this is covert narcissism you know uh, or could be overt overt narcissists can't see their narcissism they deny it and they defend it covert is like ooh shit I didn't know I fucked up I did that right so there's the ones who are overt won't be able to identify this behavior or call it out number nine number nine let me know if any of these resonate with with you number nine sign that you are in your toxic wounded shadow narcissistic covert narcissist feminine number nine is when you don't have any hobbies of your own you don't have friends, relationships outside of the relationship. He basically is the sun and the moon and the stars, uh, which your solar system revolves around. And you're just, even if you do have all that stuff, you're not really engaging in it because your mind is completely focused on that. You might be in your toxic feminine. All right. You might be a redneck, as Jeff Fox really says. So, number 10. When you notice yourself creating no-win scenarios unconsciously, you are in your toxic feminine. Uh, you know, disparaging, disparaging his career, but then competing with it at the same time. You know, it's like you're like putting his career down, but then competing at the same time. 
you know that that kind of thing that's like a no-win scenario you're basically shooting yourself in the foot when you're in that situation a healthy relationship is not possible and you're probably going to play victim to it when you're in your toxic feminine but that's you're 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 making it impossible to create a healthy relationship for yourself uh, number 11 this is common when uh, you have this scenario when you he's provided a lifestyle for you you're enjoying the lifestyle he works hard to provide and then complaining that he doesn't spend enough time with you uh, when you're just you're, you're it's kind of that entitlement right and you're you're complaining he's not emotionally present and available to you you know he's not available to have like a three-hour sexual escapade with you and judging him for it uh, doesn't do enough around the house because he's working his ass off to provide but then you're constantly instead of first leading with gratitude you're leading in the shadow you know that's not going to help you very much Tam I'm, I'm glad this is resonating for you now number 13 sorry number 12 number 12 sign that you're leading from your toxic feminine wounded self is that when you're using language that wounds his masculine core and attacks his manhood in like a very demeaning disrespectful way like you're inadequate you're incompetent you're impotent you're disappointing you're a fucking failure you're a pussy okay when you're leading with that you're in your toxic feminine and that's not going to give you the outcomes that you're really looking for and that you deserve which is a healthy relationship you shoot yourself in the foot all right let me know if any of these are resonating with you if this any of this is resonating with you let me know so number 14 uh, sorry number 13 is telling him he's not a man you're not a man you're not a man when you're in that you're in your wounded feminine and there's some work for you to do number 14 is when you say things that you don't understand really hurt him to the core because men often show their love in different ways right providing sometimes they didn't get emotional attunement we didn't get I didn't get emotional attunement from my parents I did not they didn't they don't know what it is I was raised by narcissistic parenting and I'm not playing victim I'm just stating a fact it just wasn't children weren't meant to be really heard they were meant to be seen but not heard that's how your parents were were raised likely your man was raised that way so telling him you don't even care you don't even care about so-and-so is very hurtful you know you're taking advantage of his lesser capacity to process and express like emotions and you tell him you know you tell him what he does and doesn't feel Ugh. How does that feel when somebody does that to you? When they're telling you how how they you feel or not feel? It's so invalidating, and that's basically coming from the wounded, wounded feminine. And I really want to help you. Uh, this is helping you, Arsissa. Great. Let me know if this is helping you. Let me know. Let me know. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to invite people in this group who you know really need to hear this, because I'm standing for healed families. You can't heal families when you're playing victim pointing fingers and not looking at yourself so I'm doing this as a service to you goddesses out there so that you can learn to step into your divine feminine rather than act from the wounded toxic shadow feminine side playing victim all the time so let me know if this is landing for you I'd really appreciate you inviting people tagging them in this training because there's hope because I got a solution if you really want to transform this so number 15 so we got five more to go 
Number 15 is when you use him to emotionally process your every emotion. It's basically called you're using him as an emotional tampon. He's like absorbing all of your emotions. You're using him for that. Okay, it's kind of like making him responsible for your everyday mental stability and sense of self-worth. That's not your divine feminine, my dear. That is your toxic, wounded inner child. Not toxic, but that's your wounded inner child. Needing, parentifying him. Let me know if this is resonating with you. That you're shooting yourself in the foot creates toxicity, creates, you know, like a no-win situation. You know, the guy doesn't know. It's like, oh my God, this is a lot of work. That's why I was like, I'm out of here. You know, separated families who still need to co-parent with someone who had this dynamic. What do you do to stop all this? I'm going to answer that, Tam. All right. That answer is coming. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Number 16 is when you use drama and reactivity, which you justify as communication to fix the relationship. Okay, the drama, the reactivity that you're using to like fix the relationship is a sign of your wounded inner child. It's not yet healed. This is very humbling. I was doing a lot of this in my last relationship. Arsissa, you know what? I appreciate you being honest about it. That's great. Um, you're not alone. I didn't. I showed up as my wounded masculine in my last relationship. I, I have a secure, healthy, interdependent relationship right now, where if we get into conflict we bounce back in minutes rather than before it would take days because I didn't have the tools to become trigger proof I didn't have a trigger proof toolkit so it's not your fault okay Arsissa this is not your fault however this is your responsibility it's not your fault but it's your responsibility you can turn this around I'm gonna share with you what what to do so um, out so the next one, so number 17, is when you have outbursts of anger and reactivity all of the time until his life revolves around not making you upset and walking on eggshells and, and, and constantly feeling like, like failing at everything that's expected of him. If he uses the words, fuck, I can't win with you, that's a little telltale sign. Whenever he uses this, uh, 
beautiful, Arsissa. Oh, fuck, I can't win. I want you to realize, oh shit, okay. Not that it's your fault. It's like, oh, okay, I can wake up here and I can take care of, I now know what to do, all right? So number that's number 17. Number 18 is when you have excessive discussions about the relationship in general and how and why you're not getting your needs met constantly. This was my last relationship. Can we talk about the relationship? And I was just like, I'm done home. I'm finished work and I'm heading home and I'm like, fuck, I'd rather be at work because now the work is going to begin because she just wants to constantly endlessly talk about why things are not working and all of that. So when you're leading with that, it's not, not to say that, you know, conversation isn't valuable. It's just to say that when you're constantly leading with that, there's a problem. All right. Number, uh, you know, just to let you know, it just wears down a guy. It wears him down consistently, makes him long for fucking just like a bullet to the head. <laughs> it's like it just wears him down. I just remember just feeling so depleted going, uh, God, I'm just so depleted and I couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. Um just sucks the life force right out of him number 19 here's another sign of your toxic wounded feminine is when you disrespect his decisions or make or you start making decisions for him that are not yours to make <laughs> when you feel entitled to making decisions for him that are really not yours to make it's like um why do you care about like which hotel that he has to go to or why do you care or what decision do you have to make about what car that he's about to buy or um you know just where he should go for dinner what he should eat when you feel it this is all kind of like this unconscious need to control which isn't your fault because growing up as a child you often felt out of control so you're trying to manage that anxiety by using him and this is your toxic shadow feminine and so I want you to have a healthy relationship I want I stand for healed families because an unhealed family impacts your nervous system and your health and well-being we gotta turn that around by making that a priority and so uh, number 20, being fixated on his social media and how your relationship appears on social media. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Going to replay from the beginning. Love you too. <laughs> love you too, Yanni. Love, love it. So when you're being fixated on how you're being perceived and how he's perceiving, you're coming from a wound. Okay? Now, this could be either codependently or narcissistically sourced. You could either be codependent or you could be narcissistic. Remember, there are two sides to the same coin. When you're pointing fingers, he's a narcissist. There's a covert narcissist inside of you that can see that. The way that you break that drama triangle, that victimhood, is by owning that you're the perpetrator, you're the victim. And so, therefore, what do you do about it? As Arsissa asked, or I believe it was Tam that asked, what do you do? Well, you become your own hero you stop needing it outside and you resolve the attachment wounds that started them you learn how to become trigger proof you sharpen your trigger proof toolkit and I know he needs to do his work and I know he's got toxic shadow masculine I am well aware that that's where he's running the show 
but to try to fix him and rescue him and solve it for him is a losing battle. You will not win. You will not win if you make that a priority. You will not win if that becomes your MO. The only way to win in this dance is for you to own it. Own where you've been that way and commit to healing those attachment wounds. To solving it with your younger parts. There are younger parts of you that didn't get seen, didn't get heard, that experienced trauma with a capital T, bad stuff, or trauma with a small T, stuff that you wouldn't even know is traumatic, is. Look at my last post on eight signs of trauma that you would that are normal, common human experiences, but you wouldn't know. Those things are not just an intellectual thing you can psychotherapy your way out of. They're in your body, and they must be dealt with at a body-based level. And so that's what Becoming Trigger Proof is all about. All of our events are designed to help you get to the core wound of it. And that's what is going on this weekend. We have the overview experience this weekend coming up on Sunday here in North America. It's bright and early Monday morning. Uh, Yanni, you came to the overview experience, so you know what it was like, what it did. Make sure you share what, what it was like for you. But I have a link here. And... It is five hours where we identify what your trigger is and we go back and we find the root cause. And we do it in a community setting and they're sharing and you'll see that you're not the only one. You'll see that this is not like just you, that we all are in this together. And what happens is when you start to heal those attachment wounds, you're now able to leave a relationship that isn't serving you or in many of our cases, like in Karen's case, uh, her relationship got better than ever. In Melissa's case, she was the codependent. She was the, you know, he was the narcissist. There was in, there was infidelity. And lo and behold, after healing those attachment wounds, she completely transformed the relationship. He started doing his work. And holy crap, like she's like in another world. I just got on a call with her a couple days ago and she's like, our relationship has totally changed. So in that limbo phase of separation, should I stay, should I go, this is the answer. It, you basically learn the tools to heal those attachment wounds. And so that's coming up this weekend. I have a link here and the way it starts is we identify your trigger. I'm just going to drop it in the comment section. Watch the video that I uh, that I give and the link. Watch the video. Click on that link. It takes a couple seconds to to um, to open up and just watch the video, read the, the, the text, um, go on my Facebook page and just read the testimonials of the people who were scared. Yanni almost didn't do it because she was worried about finances. She was worried about investing. He's never going to go for it. He doesn't approve. I need permission. She almost didn't do it because of that. And she jumped in through her fears and had a profound transformation and saw a complete shift in her relationship instantly right away and when you heal those wounds all of a sudden you start to create the space for a secure relationship your codependency turns to mutuality your um, fear of abandonment turns to confidence clarity courage and essentially your coping skills for anxiety become transformed and this is the way out because your shadow feminine and your covert narcissism are all because of a lack of safety in your body. And we can't just talk our way through that. We can't get your husband to do that work for you. This is your work to do for you or your wife. This is 
works both ways. It totally works both ways. Yes, you almost didn't do it. And yeah, I'm so grateful that you did. And uh, I think it saved your husband's life. That's basically what he told me. Um, and so I'm inviting you to join us and send me a DM of your story. Uh, if you haven't watched our trigger proof training where Yanni and Dusty's story are there, let me know and we have a little promo code that makes it free for a couple of hours you still need you're on the fence and you need more info that's fine otherwise just fucking jump in and join us on Sunday and learn the tools let me know as well which of those 20 do you resonate with the most I want to hear from it and number one number two what would be possible for you grateful for you too Yanni um, what would be possible? What What do you want to create in the next six months? I know you might be stuck in your relationship, but get your head out of your ass for a moment and look and go, all right, where do I want to be? And what's stopping me? What, what internal uh, disconnections do I have from myself where I don't love myself? Am I are those parts of me showing up in this relationship yes he's got his work to do but you can't delegate self-love to somebody else when you're ready to actually learn how to truly love yourself truly love yourself learn how to heal those attachment wounds learn how to empathically communicate with others learn how to show up um, being able to set healthy boundaries not from a wounded place of boundaries I really really you know, I look forward to many of you are already joining us on the weekend. I can't wait. It's five hours that literally will transform your life and get you started in the process because it's a process. We're constantly doing the healing work of our attachment wounds. I really would love to see you. Let me know what landed for you today. I'm glad that this landed. Uh, I stand for healed families. The reason why I'm doing this is because I have a baby that's coming. I'm my number one priority is to create a healthy and safe environment for my, my, my child to grow up in, feeling seen and heard, and not being at the effect of all of my traumas. Because unknowingly, without me taking on healing my attachment wounds from my primary caregivers, my parents, I'm going to be dumping that onto my child. And that's what's happening with us. We're dumping it onto our children. And what would have happened to you if your parent just said you know what I'm bef while you're young or what before you were born I'm gonna take the time and the effort and heal my own attachment wounds the the root cause of all of this kind of toxic behavior I really really want to heal that and uh, create make an impact on my kids lives imagine if your your parent did that this is the opportunity for you to do it and I really look forward to sharing these tools with you it's gonna be a blast and I'll see you at the next. Please invite people into this, into the group who who you feel really need to hear this, who are kind of in a limbo state. They're finding the same patterns in relationships, in their arguments, and they just are ready to end that pattern and to start creating healthy interdependence. Invite them into this group and tag them in this video. I'd love to um, get them this information. See you at the next perfect time, and I'll see you guys on Sunday that are coming. I can't wait. It's going to be fun.